Welcome to the Vagistine Podcast, where we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. Today, I'm super excited because I have Rashida Bay on to talk about body confidence and her work as a sex seduction and sensuality coach and so many other great things. Hey, Rashida. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How's everything with you? Everything's good. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, I real I like came to terms. I saw your work and it was so amazing. I saw your video. I think it was it was like going around on my on my Facebook feed. Um, and I think the video was uh-huh. "Sex Is a God Thing," and I was like, "Yes." Oh my, what? Oh my gosh. First, I mean, the obvious, you had, you had moves. Second of all, I was like, yo, she's working like she's just working all of it. And I, you know what? And you do, you do say, I read your website. I've been reading up on your work and you do say some of the, like, Hey, not safe for work, but here I go at work at work watching the damn video <laughs> watching the damn video <laughs> so i was like oh my god i should have paid attention but it was so amazing and so invigorating and so empowering and just like so amazing to see a woman with curves with breasts with butt just out here flipping it you know doing everything so I'm really honored that you're on. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast. Um, Absolutely. So, who are you? Tell us about yourself. What do you do? Ah, ah that's such a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? I don't know. <laughs> We're all trying to figure so, it out. Um, yeah, so <laughs> as of today, as of this moment right now, um, no, I'm... Well, obviously, my name is Rashida. You can call me Rossi. Um, I'm 27. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I've been doing this work well, for about almost, well, this this is really like my 10th year in my business research teaching mode mm-hmm. of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, I got started really young because I was just curious and had a lot of questions and was, you know, really searching for um, some a sense of peace mm-hmm. and security for my own life, mm-hmm. which kind of, you know, led me wild and radical journey. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I hope that I answered the question that you asked. <laughs> 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 I didn't, like, go around it in some way. No. I didn't miss anything, right? No, it's all good. It's all, we gonna talk, we gonna try and talk about it all. So, it is fine. Okay. So, I notice, I notice you, I mean, you're a lot of things, of course. You're a performing artist, you're a seduction and sensuality coach, a producer of short films, clearly awesome all around dancer, you know how to do it. So, I'm curious, what's a seduction and sensuality coach? Mm, Well, I'm sure that, you know, for people who are in the field of like sex, relationship, and love coaching Mm -hmm. uh, in that industry that everybody has like their own different meaning for like what they do with their work. 
So for me, um, as a seduction and sensuality coach, it's really just about helping women to step out of a place of numbness in their lives Mm -hmm. where they feel like they're just constantly tired, constantly drained, never having enough of anything just to pour into themselves. Mm -hmm. And where they feel like, like they have like hive and like just, you know, feel a sense of goodness in their day-to-day life. And so using, you know, seduction, the practice of seduction as well as the practice of, you know, awakening your sensuality, you find yourself, you find a way to come back to life through those practices. Um, some of them are really simple. Some of them are a little more intense and in your face. But um, <laughs> the, the whole point is just, <laughs> the whole point is just to, you know, to, come out of that place of numbness so that you can thrive again. Absolutely. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I love it. Not enough of us. And you're right. I think one of the things, I mean, of course, uh, you know, there's a million things, but I think one of the things that I loved about the way that you were describing your work and the classes that you're off, that you offer, it's, you had framed it in, you know, it's not time to think about the laundry. It's not time to think about anybody else. It's not time for any of those things. It's time to think about you. And I like how you framed it as we need to be out here thriving because if we're not putting ourselves first, and I always like to say, you can't love anybody more than you love yourself. Then, you know, what, like, what are, like, how are we moving through the world? Like, how can we make sure that we are doing the things that we like to do and that we're satisfied? So, so, um, well, what I was saying was that, you know, the, you use the word satisfied and, like, being able to be satisfied or feel satisfied and alive. And I really love that word because, you know, so often we're thinking about and constantly putting other people's needs, their desires, and the way that, you know, whatever will work best for them ahead mm-hmm. of ourselves. And it's just because, you know, the nurturers, we want to protect People that are in our lives who want to love them in the best way possible. But um, we have to, I think the way that we've been conditioned to love people and to care for other people in some ways gets in the way of us being able to live a fulfilling life just for ourselves. Like something survives as, you know, human beings and not like, well, I'm doing this thing because it's sort of for me, but it's also for someone else. So it's like my needs or my desires or the way that I fulfill myself is still somewhat integrated or tied into what someone else needs. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, like, we have to, like, learn some conditioning so that we can create a new set of rules or a new paradigm for ourselves on what it looks to be fulfilled in our own lives. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> So how did you get started or interested in your work? Because I don't think there's anybody out there really, I've been, you know, I've been reading your blogs and I think it's all great, but like really starting this message. So how did you, how did you get into this and how did you feel inspired to start doing this? Uh, um, I actually, you know, in, when I was in college, I decided that I was going to do a study abroad to Brazil, and yes. I had a chance to to live in Bahia for a while. And um, during that time, I was like, I've never worn like I've never really been to the beach in like a swimsuit mm-hmm. as an adult, um, let alone to the beach in a bikini. 
<laughs> I was like, well, I'm in this country by myself, mostly. Like, I don't have, like, my parents here or anything to, like, tell me no or some, like, other parental or mm-hmm. adult figure at the time to, like, you know, say, like, I need to cover up or I need to, like, not have my body out in, in such a way. So, I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this free time. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I really... I was like, I really want to wear a bikini. And I wanted to wear a Brazilian bikini. If you don't know what a Brazilian bikini is, it's nothing. It covers nothing. Oh, my <laughs> it's goodness. Just, it's just material um, for the show of it. And, like, I've always been, like, really stacked. Like, you know, just even as a, like, a young teenage girl, like, my body has always pretty much looked the same. Like, obviously, like, it's evolved and shifted and changed mm-hmm. and all this, like, over the last few years, but uh, over the last few years, mm-hmm. over the last, like, you know, <laughs> like, 10 or 15 years, obviously, my body has changed. But, you know, like, um, I've just always been really built, like, big thighs, like, a full stomach, mm-hmm. like, you know, my breasts have always been big. So I was just like, well, I know that, you know, I, I've always had, like, kind of the messaging, like, people, you know, if you, like, you shouldn't wear a bikini or a crop top or a tank top or anything like that if your arms aren't tight or if your legs aren't tight. Mm. Just kind of like, you know, I was like, well, forget it. You know, like, I was in this, I was in this new place, and I saw women on the beach who had bodies that look like mine, mm. and I was like, and they look like really comfortable and like it's just it's just a it was just a different culture around like what sexy or beautiful or like you know what was um what was like desirable you know it was just a just a different culture and so wow i got my little bikini Yes. And yes. <laughs> it was a yellow bikini. I think it had like some flowers <laughs> on it or something. And so I was like walking down the beach with one of my guy friends from the program. And we were just walking and talking and like just chilling. And this guy like stopped his entire soccer game to like bow with my feet. And it was really interesting. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, what's happening? <laughs> and, you know, like I didn't like end up, you know, he was super respectful. You know, that he wasn't like harassing me or anything like that. Um, it was so, it was like, very different from the attention that I'd gotten about or like because of my body, like in the U.S. Right. And so, um, you know, I was just like, I was like, wow, this is a really nice experience. I don't date men. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was kind of, I was sort of dating men at the time, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> so I, was a, I was a free bird. I was a very free bird at the time. Um, but, you know, so, like, I wasn't, like, interested in, like, pursuing him. I think I may have, like, gone to, like, one of his classes or something. But, like, it's, the interaction pretty much ended there. But, like, that was, like, that, that experience just, like you know, just reaffirmed for me that, like, my body was beautiful and acceptable and desirable mm-hmm. and sexy, like, as it is right now. Like, the fact that I had the courage to just put the bikini on, number one, and, like, walk out on the beach because that was something that I was definitely, like, kind of afraid of. Like, mm-hmm. will I look stupid? Like, you know, like, <laughs> should I not be doing this? Right. Is this? Is everyone warning me because it's a thing? Like, I shouldn't do this. But then I got out there and I, was, I felt like, I felt I looked comfortable. Like, there was nothing, I mean, it was, like, it was new because it was, like, more of my body was out, but it was, like, oh, I just, I mean, I'm at the beach, and I'm normal, and it feels good, and then having this experience with, you know, someone affirming me, um, you know, just, it was, like, icing on the cake. Wow. So, yeah, um, when 
So that kind of, that that experience really um, shape shifted the way that I even approached like how I lived in my body, and I you know I spent the rest of the trip just kind of owning that that like really confident energy, and then when I came back to the U.S. after the study abroad I was over, I you know I asked, I found a space where I could teach a class like um, at my university, and I just started to you know create this space for women and that were on campus to just kind of like let their guard down, you mm. know, and like. Like, not to, to take a dance class and not to think about it from this perspective of, oh, well, I'm going to this dance class so I can get a workout so that I can, like, sweat right. calories off or, <laughs> you know, like, get it, like, I'm trying to get in shape. It was like, no, like, just coming here and just focus on, like, just letting go and recharging and not, you know, it's not about getting a tight ass and tight ass. You mm-hmm. know, if you want that, like, you know, go to the gym. But, like, this space... It's just really about you being able to refuel your own tank. And so, um, and then I was like in Chicago wearing crop tops and like white leggings, (laughs) short, short skirts across campus. Cause I was really feeling it when I came back from Brazil. Like you couldn't tell me anything. I didn't care (laughs) what anybody had to say about like, well, I mean, I I was probably very oblivious to like the stares or the looks or anything cause I was, I was really in my own world. I was just right. like, yes, like, I'm, you know, I finally just feel it enough that I'm, like, starting to find myself and enjoy myself. And that was that was really kind of the start of it, of it all. And I just wanted to capture, I wanted to keep capturing that feeling mm-hmm. of freedom and total, uh, and to- being totally uh, uninhibited for myself. And I wanted to figure out a way to create that same space for other women. And so, like, I've been dancing all of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, literally since I was two, I was at Ballet on Broadway. I've got DVDs. I was, like, trying to be Miss Bossy on stage. <laughs> yes! You know, so it's like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I've always been trying to lead people around <laughs> when it comes to this. But, um, you know, so I've been dancing all of my life. I've had, you know, really phenomenal teachers and mentors. And so dance has always just been something that's just been really close to my heart. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of like when I thought, you know, when I was trying to figure out, like, how to create this space and, like, what to do in it once we created it, like, dance was obviously, like, you know, it was, it was like a no-brainer that, okay, well, we need to dance. <laughs> we, right. need to, we need to be able to move our bodies in a way that just feels, like, really free, really uninhibited, um, and, and restorative also. Mm. 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 I'm, I'm over here just taking notes. <laughs> I'm over here just taking notes. That's all. That's all. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> oh my God. No, I think you hit on so many things there because it's so interesting because I went to Rio in 2014 and uh-huh. you're so spot on because like, I just noticed like sitting on the first before we did anything, we were doing a lot of sightseeing, but like sitting on the bus and just literally looking around at other women and just seeing how like women with curves, bigger women were just wearing like short shorts and they had a little belly out and they uh-huh. had a little crop top on. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like no one and is, it wasn't a big deal. It was not a big deal. And everybody was just like he- head held high. I'm just doing me. I just came from shopping right. at the grocery store. Say something to me. Like I just never, I <laughs> you're right. Right. I just never saw, I just never saw anybody like that because when you compare that to like, 
being here in the U.S., like, if you see, if you see, like, a fat woman or a big girl or a woman with curves wearing short shorts or wearing a crop top or even if she's wearing a bikini, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like one, it's yeah. like, it's either like, oh, what is she doing? You wear, you, you doing the absolute most or it's like, oh my gosh, she's so brave. She's so brave. Look at her. And it's like, oh. If you really look at it, it's just like such a night and day difference. And then you're right. When I went to the beach too, I, I, I'm a person that believes in wearing two pieces. Like you're not going to say, I don't care. Like I need to have, I need to have a two piece on. Like, I don't care if I don't have any abs. This pudge needs to be out here. Y'all need to see it. So I was wearing my little two piece, but like I was, I was more stuck on like, because I have, I have big boobs. So the bikini that I had, I didn't think it was like covering me enough. And girl, when I went on, when I got to the beach, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm wearing a sweater compared to these folks. Like these women was on the beach, just like butt cheeks. Like everything, <laughs> right? Like, like barely covering the nipple. The butt cheeks was out, and it was literally everybody of every size was wearing a two piece. I didn't see, and that's the thing. I noticed that too because we went. Where did we go? We went to um. I can't even think about it right now. I know the song right now. Copacabana. We went to the beach. <laughs> we went to the beach there, and um. And I looked over, I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm looking over and I'm like, oh, let me take my stuff off because my bikini, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with my bikini here. But two, the other thing I realized is that we didn't, there was not, I didn't see one person trying to get in the water with their shirt on, with shorts on. You know, I'm I'm wearing a full, I'm wearing full shorts and shirt in the water. I was like, Oh my God. Like these women are just like, boom, this is my body. I'm at the beach. (laughs) I'm at the beach. Right. Exactly. And I've never seen such, I've never seen such confidence. Of course, like Brazil is known for like the butt lift and like the plastic surgery. But like, I felt like the everyday average people was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. here we are. This is what we do. And so I've never like stress marks and cellulite, okay. body rolls, okay. all, all of that. Yes. <laughs> you can hardly see some belly buttons. It's like what? Here. I'm at the beach. What? And so yeah. Yeah. you're so right. Like that was such an invigorating and powerful and you're right, affirming experience because it's like it's a body. It is it is a body that deserves to be yeah. loved and nurtured and taken care of and admired just like any other, well, just like skinny bodies since, you know, that's what the standard is, you know, quote is supposed to be. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm right. And I'm right. I'm right there with you. <laughs> like as soon as you said, but yeah, I was like, Oh my God, you're right. You're so right. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was quite the experience. I've just never experienced anything like that before. It's, I feel like I feel like it's an experience that every woman needs to have mm. in their life. Mm-hmm. Like being able to walk down a beach in Brazil. Like I'm sure that there are other places in the world where people feel very free mm-hmm. and very open and very you know like just like not caring about the body right. in in a judgmental way. But I don't know. There's something magical about the air. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. At least one time in her life. Right. Where she just feels that complete uninhibited freedom. You yes. know, like just at least one time. At least one time. I'm telling you, and this, and the, and then the other thing that captures me whenever I'm talking to to friends who are like, "Oh, nah, I'm, I need to go ahead and just get my one piece," or "I need to," oh no, I can't be out here with that. My arm, you know, like you're saying, my arms this, or oh no, my belly that. And then, you know, the number one thing I think about is nobody's looking at you. And it's like when I was mm-hmm. in Brazil, it was like for real, everyone's minding their business. Everyone is trying to focus on themselves. Nobody's looking at you. And even if they are, then what? You know, then what? Then what? Look, are you going to come over here? You just have to. You just have to. I think that's one of the things of like, what? that's one of the tools of finding your confidence is to stop navel-gazing. Like, if you just stop looking at yourself, for long enough or yeah. stop looking down yeah. and look and focus your like your gaze a little bit outward like that self-critical conversation that you're having with yourself and your body like it will ease up a little bit if you just take your attention and focus to somewhere else yeah. you know like focus on like how cold is the water <laughs> you know like or you know how like do I like the way this sand feels in my feet or mm-hmm. oh what color is my bikini like oh somebody else has on that same color mm-hmm. you know like just take your gaze try to focus on things that are like not just you know like come out of your own world mm-hmm. for a second because the minute that you do and the minute that you focus that energy someplace else, you it, you just have to you just have to lessen the intensity right. of that self critical conversation because you know if you just keep going down the rabbit hole, I mean that's all that's the only place that you're gonna go. You're just gonna keep tumbling faster and faster and faster. So the point is to stop the momentum, right? And the way that you stop the momentum of that self critical conversation is to focus someplace else, Definitely. and you focus someplace else until it feels better for you to say for you to look back at your own body and then you can look at then then you can start to look at yourself in pacing and like mm-hmm. you know oh, okay I know it's my body like oh I like the way my thighs look or I mm-hmm. like the way my breasts look in this outfit or oh I didn't know that I had this stretch mark there like you just have to be gentle with yourself right. you know and, and, and you can't you can't ever find that gentleness and that grace if you allow yourself to stay within the momentum of self-doubt mm-hmm. and that's all Definitely, definitely. So we started talking about tips, um, and I love, I love that focusing elsewhere and then focusing back. So, what are the top three things that you think women should know about embracing their bodies and building that body confidence? Mm, body confidence is never really about your body; it's really about how you feel about yourself as a, a person. Mm. Um, it's not. Your body is just this vessel. It's a it's it's a thing that allows your spirit to interact in a way that other people can actually see you in this world. And a lot of times when people come majority of the time when people come to me, um, a 
in in my coaching practice and they are, you know, they're not feeling very good about the way that their body looks or the way that they feel in their body, it has nothing, it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they gained 15 pounds. Mm. It never, it usually never has anything to do with that. And, you know, it, it can stem to or be rooted in a lot of different issues from the way that they feel in their relationship to the fact that they're stressed out at work to the fact that they're not, like, feeling very purposeful in their life. Mm. Um, they feel shitty about the fact that they just lost somebody that they love and they don't know how to process that grief. Mm. And so the grief feels heavy. And then, of course, like, you know, sometimes maybe it'll it'll manifest itself into, like, weight gain, but it's not the weight gain that feels heavy. It's the grief mm-hmm. and not knowing how to deal with it. And so majority of the time, and I, I, I'm going to take a step, I'm going to take a, a, a leap and somebody may totally disagree with me and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it, it's not your... Changing your perspective or changing your 
have in your life who are intimate with your body, honor your body as well. Because one of the things that um, I've noticed is that a lot of times, you know, women will will talk about not feeling good in bed or not feeling like they can, like, let go or, like, mm-hmm. really, you know, um, feel, like, like, free to explore sexually. But if you don't have a partner who is treating your body with the respect and the admiration and adoration that it deserves, your body's not going to open up to that. So it's not you needing to fix anything. It's you needing anything about yourself. It's you needing to address the issues that are happening with that partner. So honor and honor your needs. Honor, you know, if you, if you know, there's certain conversations that you need to have before, you know, you feel like you can open up even more. Have those conversations. If you feel like someone has been stepping on your boundaries and you haven't been saying anything, like speak up for yourself so right. that you can experience that pleasure. Because it's, you know, it's you're, you're always kind of cheating yourself. If you if you don't allow yourself to like have those strong boundaries and like so that you can so this I'm sorry I'm stumbling over my words but no you got it so that you can <laughs> so that you, you can it. have those strong boundaries so that you can continue to honor and adore yourself in the way that's necessary in order for you to continue to thrive definitely um, yes and the the third thing I would say. I would say create some sense of movement in your life. If you are, if look at how you spend your days. And if your days are spent hunched over a computer, always on your phone, or just like kind of ripping and running, you know, just all over the place because you're stressed out or you've got a lot going on and got a lot on your plate, find 15 minutes within your day so that you can create some sense of movement. And when I say movement, it doesn't necessarily, you can get up and dance, put on a few songs that you that you want to, like, dance to. You can do that. But when I say movement, I just mean, like, a space where, like, you can get out of being tense so that spirit can, like, move through you. And if you don't, it's like, it's like creating a space for you to recharge. And if you don't, like, a lot of people don't, um, you know, when our, when our, our plates are full, we've got a lot going on. The last thing we're thinking about is slowing down. But one, self-care has to be proactive and not reactive. Mm-hmm. And if you wait until it's an emergency before you slow down to take care of yourself, you're already in the negative. So now you've got to do 10 times more than what you would have needed to do if you had just tried to integrate, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day into your daily schedule just to slow down so that you can receive. And, you know, I talk about it in relationship to, like, your phone. Right. Your phone, it's, it's great. It may be the newest iPhone 10, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, it probably has a really great battery life. But at some point, because you've been texting, emailing, making phone calls, doing a Google search, playing Spotify, you know, you've been doing all of these things, the battery is going to drain itself. And no matter how new or expensive or cool looking the phone is, if you don't charge that phone, at some point it's going to die. And we work the exact same way. Right. We cannot continue to operate on a draining battery and think that even once we get to zero, we can keep going. At some point, your body is going to tap out, you know, and we have to, we have to, you know, respect and honor that because 
you know, we're not infinite. <laughs> like, right. Our resources on on, on on what we run on to, like, move through our daily life are not infinite. At some point, we have to stop and recharge and make space for ourselves to just slow down. Right. Um, yes. So I think those are, those are my three tips. <laughs> you, you covered them completely. I love those. I love them. So I know, I know you got to go soon. So I got, um, one more question. Okay. <laughs> um, where can we find you? Are you working on anything? Um, how can we support your work? And what is a, um, a class like with you like? Ooh, okay, I'm going to start backwards. I, I'm sorry, so, I did, I, I tried, you see, I said one question, but I knocked them all out yeah. in one. That was a comma, comma, comma question. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, so, basically, I teach um, full-day intensives and week-long retreats. Um, so, the full-day intensive, it's with a small, intimate group of women. We come together. Some of them are hosted in Chicago. I'm also traveling across the U.S. to host them. Uh, yes. So, we come together for a small day. They're usually between 8 and 10 hours. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they go longer if we end up just like we can't possibly stand to leave each other and we need to go to dinner afterwards or something. <laughs> so, they may last longer. Um but we come together, we start off the day, and we really work through the Reclaiming Your Sexy Method, which is my process of helping women, you know, be numb um, and come back to life through awakening their erotic and sensual self. Mm-hmm. And so in the, in, the, in the intensive, you get a chance to do... Um, we go through the process of, you know, kind of letting all of the tension go and getting out of your head. We go to addressing, like, maybe some of the things that have been on your heart um, that you maybe you don't really have a space to talk about or let go or even address or look at in your day-to-day life. Um, you learn a sensual self-care routine through movement that you can take into your daily life. And then we go into some other fun, erotic dance exercises um, that leave you feeling more grounded in your body and just more alive. Yes. Um, and you can you can learn about those intensives um, at my website at www.rashidak.com. And like I said, I also do retreats. So we have a retreat coming up in Puerto Rico at the end of the year. And then Brazil next year. Yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes! yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, the retreats are an extension of the full day intensive, but we just take it even slower. So you've got more time to work through the material. You've got time to rest, to play, to explore the city, um, and just, you know, to really actually treat yourself um, because it is a retreat. So it's not like if the day isn't packed, um, you just, you, you get your workshop at the beginning or the end of the day, and then you have the rest of the day to explore, to rest to not do anything, whatever it is that your body needs at that time, yes. um, you'll be able to do that. So that's kind of the, those are the two offers that I have uh, right now. Um, I am working on um, Sex is a God Thing, the web series with Open TV, um, oh. which is a really dope platform that was um, 
that started here in Chicago with Northwestern professor uh, Amar John Christine, nice. um, who is just really amazing and is creating a platform for queer people of color to tell their stories. Um, my, um, they produced my last film, Let Go and Let God, and mm-hmm. decided that they they really they really love sex with the God thing, and they wanted us to like you know keep going with that storyline and to tell more others so we're turning it into a short web series um so that's, that's amazing what I'm on right now i know congrats that is amazing so some cute stuff happening um i'm trying to figure out i i feel like i answered three of four i was I'm just saying where one. can we find more of you that that's the other one <laughs> right on time (laughs) but i am i had i had to keep up with the time i had to keep up with the time because i want you to come back we gotta keep having these conversations i want to hear more about the series i really 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 appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today talk with me i learned so much and thank you so much for the work that you're doing it's an honor and a pleasure Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really enjoyed our talk. Yay! Awesome, awesome. So yeah. everybody, check out Rashida at www.isitrashidak.com? Yes. All right. And see every single thing that yeah. she's doing. And Chicago listeners, go to a class. Or, you know what? Not Chicago listeners. Go fly in and go take a class. So... Come on. <laughs> yes. Oh, my last question. I for- How am I going to forget this? So... Last question. Two seconds. Yes. So you're good. So Steam basically was created as a platform for women to learn more about themselves, their vaginas, um, and basically connect and share each other's stories, which is where the podcast and um, where interviewing guests uh, comes into play. And basically, the name Vagistheme is basically the concept by which um, if someone feels confident of and with their vagina, that they'll make healthier decisions, they'll have more satisfying sex, and they'll learn to love and yes. embrace themselves more. So how do you build your Vagistheme? Yes. Honoring the things that bring me pleasure. Yes. Even if they don't look like or don't take shape in a way that I've seen other people in my life express it. All right. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Hey, it's your majesty and truth, girl. I, like, I, I know. I'm, try, I'm trying to make sure that it was clear. But like, yes, yes, yes. No, that's amazing. That's Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was Thank great talking you. with you. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Hey, y'all. You just heard my interview with Rashida Bay Khan, and I thought she was amazing. 
Um, if you thought she was amazing, and if you thought this was a great show, go ahead and rate the podcast on iTunes. Uh, make sure you listen to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Remember to donate to the show in more ways than one. I like your money. But you can also donate through listening, rating, telling a friend, and then telling that friend to rate again. Get in touch with me at vagesteam at gmail.com. You can hit me up, DM me on Instagram at vagesteam. You can even send me a Facebook message at vagesteam as well. Look forward to talking to you soon and hearing from you. See you next week. Bye. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation. Always stay gracious. Best revenge is your paper. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. I slay. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. You know you that bitch when you call all this conversation.